welcome to episode 133 of We Have Issues. I'm Anthony. And I am Stevie Wildcard. And every week, Stevie Wildcard and I get together and we take, we, Stevie, I messed it up. I I have so much stuff. Every week we take our issues and we say, listen, issues, we're not going to touch you for 40 days. You are just, you, you are going to stay over there. No matter how much you poke or prod. Focusing on our issues, no matter how much they want us to define our whole lives by them. And they're just like, everything reminds us of our issues. Everyone who walks by, we're looking right at their issues and we can't stop for 40 days, Stephen. That's what I'm doing. We're, we're, them issues have to sit in a pile for 40 40 days. It's a decision that I've made and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> so, so for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, every week, Stephen, Stephen and I get together and we do our best to overcome our various issues and obstacles while we try to get something done. Most recently, we've been working on issue two of our comic book, Deathless. It's a supernatural action horror comedy book. And right now it's live on Kickstarter. Go check it out. The links are all below. But Stephen, how did you do this week? Eight, I always forget the page. Page seven is finished, right? Yeah. So I'm, and I'm about, I don't want to say half because that bottom is one huge splash, but I'm got basically the first two panels and I'm starting the progress on the bottom of page eight, which is a huge splash and a yeah. reveal. Awesome. Um. Yeah, I, dude, I colored so much. I kicked so much butt this week. Like I colored, I caught up, up until everything you gave me. Um, and then I even lettered the first two pages and, uh, which, which also involved a lot of writing that I forgot I had to do <laughs> because <laughs> I was like, I, I, my, my problem, and I'll tell you, and like other people who go into writing comic books, um, if you are familiar with writing other medium, make sure you take a second and you remember what medium you're writing. Cause I was, I, I did write the beginning of Deathless issue two as if it were an animated series or as if it were like a movie. I was thinking of it with like music in my head and I had, you know, like I had the scene happening. And because when you imagine certain scenes that like they, they can exist on the page in almost like, like, uh, with no dialogue, they can exist like with like tonally with the music and the lighting and the atmosphere with the camera panning and all that. Um, that being said, doesn't always translate when it's mm. panel to panel to panel because in a comic book, it just shows three panels of no one talking. Sometimes it looks like cinematic or it looks, you know, like thematic in a way that you want. Sometimes it, it just doesn't read that way without something or it just seems like it's too much silence in a row, which can lead to the lead the eye to just skip over it, which I don't want. I want people to stop, see the words, see the pictures and, you know, follow it like a story. So um, I got to add uh, like some dialogue and some fun dialogue too, which I was like, oh, I can add like a little joke here. I can add like a little bit of character stuff here that wasn't here, you know, with the silence. Build so, a little bit. Yeah, so I mean that that was cool. Actually, like it felt good. Um, and honestly, it's it all came really easy. It was one of those, uh, like it it was just one of those things where it was like, um, now I know these characters much better than before. I'm and like mm-hmm. we're getting a chance to like play in that sandbox again. It's you know it's a lot of fun. Um, but dude, so I, I got the lettering done. I got the coloring done. I like I even worked on this thing for critically stupid where I drew and animated my which character. looks really cool. Like, <clears throat> dude, I got so much done this week. Um that I burnt the hell out, Steven. I just burned myself <laughs> out. My whole body was dead. Like, I I was like, I, I okay, you know, the funniest thing about it is, like, I didn't even recognize it. Like, I wasn't like, oh, man, I need to rest. I better, like, take time. I was just like, I have no thoughts. My brain is broken. Nothing is weird. Like, why do I not? I don't like anything right now. Like, in this moment. Like, not like not this week. Like, literally just, like, starting yesterday. You know, it was like, it just hit me. Like, out of nowhere. I was just, like, getting stuff done, getting stuff done, getting stuff done. And then suddenly I was just like, 
I don't want to watch anything. I don't want to, I don't want to listen to anything. I don't feel like talking to anyone. I have no creative posts. I have nothing to say on Twitter. I don't have any, like, um, it, like I was feeling more argumentative. I, I realized I was just like, you know, like every time like someone snap, clicked, like, snippy yeah, and... like a little snippy. And I was just like, I was like, why am I getting like this? And I was like, oh, because I worked myself to like, you know, my soul to death. And like now it needs, it needs to rest. It needs to stop being around other people. It needs to stop being in here and it needs to just, just rest, you know? Um, but it's so funny when stuff like that happens. And I was just like, oh, I have to do a podcast. And I was like, I, I mean, I don't know the best way to say this. It's not like I'm always like, oh, we're going to be so entertaining. This would be the best podcast ever. But I mean, I usually feel like, oh, it's going to be a fun, easy conversation. I plan the whole thing ahead of time. Usually I plan it like a day or, you know, a day or two uh, in advance. Today, I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have a lot of stuff I could talk about. I don't feel like you, you ever look, you ever like look through Netflix or look through movies or look through music and you just don't feel like watching or listening to anything, but you're just like, that's the thing I should be doing is I just want to sit and just have something, you know, experience something, but I just don't feel like it right now. You know, like they need to make it, they need to make something like on Netflix where it's just, you press play and it's somebody else scrolling through stuff and not picking anything. That way you can just relax through the scroll without doing the scroll, you know, because the scroll in itself, it's almost like the journey, right? We, you know, yeah. the journey is just as enjoyable as, or more enjoyable than the yeah. end result. So like, they need to do a scrolling video. Dude, oh. we should market scrolling videos. Scrolling videos. I mean, it's kind of like the new uh, fireplace video, right? Like that's yeah. that's all. It's it's the new Yuletide log. Put it, you right yeah. to sleep, baby. Just put Someone... you right to sleep. Well, I mean, to that effect, dude, uh, did you ever you ever just put on the TV Guide channel and just let it? Oh, sleep? yeah, dude. I'll TV Guide TV guy was ahead of, the, uh, ahead of its game. They knew what they were doing. They were they, lulling kids to sleep. They really did. And I'll tell you uh, right now, I, I mean, now they have guides instead of TV Guide, which you could still do it yourself. Um, but I'll tell you, like, I what I used to do with the TV Guide channel is I would just leave it on. And then as I would see things, I would just guess what movies and shows were about by their title. And I would come up with like random ideas. That's actually how I came up with. I saw so I saw some show or like I think it was a show. It was called Bodies, and I was like, okay, what is that about? And I started thinking, and I came up with this idea about um, these two worms who are like living in the soil, and they enter this body, and one of them figures out a way to move the body, and it was going to be this whole like fun pinky in the brain sort of adult series where these two worms are like animating this human corpse around trying to like figure out what it's like to be alive as a human while all from seeing the word bodies on a tv or bodies yeah and it was called john doe worm chow and it was like this it was yeah it was funny and like i i wrote the whole thing it was you know but it was just from seeing one word just watching that tv guide scroll by you know i like it's just a fun way to come up with ideas uh but Dude, this week I am just like my brain is fried. So I was so uh you you started this. You were like you reached out on Twitter and you're like, "Hey, does anyone have questions?" I felt like it was a good week for it. I don't know why. It just it just yeah. you can I feel like we it. should and I feel like we should also do it more often because it is fun. I love interacting with the crowd. Oh yeah, so. 100%. So so this um so I so I piggybacked on your post and I also posted and I asked uh people on Twitter on you know on the internet all of our friends and I said if you have any would you rathers or if you have any questions for us ask us. And people responded. So we do, we do have a bunch of those. Uh, will you pull up your post and I'll pull up mine so we Yeah, can... cuz yeah, I'm assuming you have your stuff. So hold on. Do you want me to get, ask my first one? And yeah. you can you can comment too if you I don't know if you ever really played this series, so I don't know if you'll have an answer. Oh, I have but... an answer. But go on. Is it okay? So 
Edwin at Lost Between Worlds writes, awesome. is it cheating if I already posted a question at these posts? Oh, well, I'll post a question specifically for you, if anything. Who is your favorite Final Fantasy villain slash protagonist and why? So this is actually kind of like how Edwin and I even became friends because there was this thread going on about me asking about Final Fantasy, this and that. But I've always been torn swag wise power wise coolness factor wise i feel like sephiroth is the obvious choice of final fantasy game. also the I don't only think... one i know you stole my answer that was literally <laughs> what i had it was locked and loaded i was like i know sephiroth like that's but the, du- the dude is so ominous he's so powerful he's so cool he's i mean he's got the coolest hair the coolest sword yeah. awesome simple design but he's great so sephiroth is probably i mean Sephiroth is probably my favorite. However, in Final Fantasy 3 slash 6, I think it was 6 in Japan, but it was 3 in America for some reason. There's this villain named Kefka, and the dude wins. So, like, it's almost like an Empire Strikes Back situation where, like, you win, but you don't win. Like, he, like, basically succeeds. Like, he's, like, even he's crazy. He's, like, a jester-looking, like, monstrous, like... I don't know. He's awesome. He doesn't have nearly the swagger of Sephiroth, though. So I have to give it to Sephiroth. Because Sephiroth almost succeeds. I mean, he almost summons Meteor to uh, mm-hmm. Midgar. I'm trying to think what the name of the Earth is. There, I think it is just Midgar. Well, Midgar's the city. Anyways, Sephiroth. Edwin, <laughs> Sephiroth. Sephiroth beats Kefka. Okay. Um, I, I, he already he stole, my, he stole my answer. I mean, I don't appreciate <laughs> that. But okay. Um, so we have... Let's read off the easy ones first. Let's see. Smoother, crunchy peanut butter. And why, Steven? So here's the thing about me is <laughs> I'm I'm passive and a wild card. So, like, I will eat any form of peanut butter. However, I do find myself using smooth more often, but preferring crunchy because I love the texture. So yeah. I like both, man. I don't really I have like a- both, too. I'm, I, like, Steven and I are the worst people to ask questions like that, too, because we're both just like, well, I just like peanut butter. Like, feel free yeah. to give me a, the peanut butter and I'll take it. I will gladly take the peanut butter. That's and, and, and here's what will happen. You hand me a PBJ. It's crunchy. Ooh, crunchy. <laughs> hand me a PBJ. Mm, the sandwich is smooth. Like, it, it doesn't matter. But like I'm exactly the same way. <laughs> I do feel like since I, I don't get crunchy as often that when I have crunchy, it feels more special. So yeah. I'm going to say crunchy. I, probably my favorite but, the but it is way. It- like i feel like that the novelty of certain things are like it makes it special and fun and mm-hmm. better like you know it's like like root beer isn't my favorite soda but it's but my favorite experience of soda and like, <laughs> like it's it's there's nothing that compares to it. it like it has this weird sharp bite to it that i don't experience often and when i do i'm like oh that was nice i like that was refreshing and it's right, so like- good with pizza dude specifically root beer and pizza is fuego yeah, dude. I, and it's, but that's, that's how I feel about that. Where I, like, you know what? I, I'm also a contrarian. And when I hear people like hate on smooth peanut butter, like I, like last time I remember like having this discussion on Twitter before and someone was just like, oh, smooth peanut butter is for children. And I was just like, okay, now I only want to say smooth peanut butter. Like, like, you, <laughs> like, like, okay, I'm sorry, like caveman. Like you need to chew on rocks because your brain can't. Stop. <laughs> I hate crunchy bean. This is I why. I'm this is why. Yeah. Like, you know, but I don't, I don't actually have any of those. Like those imagine things. selling a product that you haven't even finished smoothing out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, let me see. I should skip over this just because, but I'm not. I'm just gonna ask. Um, oh, also, that was from Archie Girl, Girl underscore Archie. Uh, this one is from 
Shambola, Compton, Aaron, they ask, uh, would you rather debate one Jordan Peterson sized sewer rat or 80 sewer rat sized Jordan Peterson's? Obviously the uh, Jordan Peterson sized sewer rat. Like, first of all, probably can't speak. It's not going to be splinter. And if it can, like the, I, if he has, no. he's been like, cheese. And he's going to be like crying a little bit, you know, because I mean, he's, he's got, he's, he's got, got the waterworks. His voice is struggling to come out of those rat, rat vocal cords, right? It's just like, sure. he, he could break down any second. He's like, the holes in the cheese. Jesus. Don't they represent the greater man of the rat? What are you talking about, Rat Peterson? <laughs> rat Peterson. He's going to cry. He's going to cry. Yeah, he's, gonna cry. <laughs> he's he's ruining everything. I don't know. He's talking about like how we're not rats enough. We're not rat enough. Everyone's a mouse now. Like, Could you imagine if Rat Peterson <laughs> raised the Ninja Turtles? They would just be like oh. <laughs> debating people on the streets instead of so saving worse. them. But, uh, <laughs> Why do you why do you why do you ask these questions of us? Okay, so Maria Lorca um, or Lorsa, I don't know how to pronounce your name, Maria. I'm sorry. Uh, we but- are as white as the bread we make our PB and J's on. Okay, <laughs> Maria asks, "What drew you to comics in the first place, and when did you start writing or making comics?" Comics in the first place, I feel like our generation, it was impossible to escape comics. If you had your finger on any sort of Saturday morning cartoon pulse, I mean, you obviously saw the X-Men. You obviously saw the, the 90s Spider-Man. The peripheral so you, like, comic Yes. Book. So like, you were already kind of like put into the, you know, this the world. And then from there, of course, you want to like Saturday ends, right? Like you don't have you can't watch, you know, it's not netflix era where you can't just watch spider-man or x-men whenever you want so then you you go out and you find these books and in the store and you're like oh my god these are the characters i see on tv and then you like just yeah you just become part of the whole thing i do remember uh prior to even the comics i know what was really big for me because my uncle was into it my uncle jason uh the marvel trading cards from the 90s remember like Dude, 95 i love those cards so much i was actually the artwork was so the, cool you can you can still buy them uh, online like ebay and stuff for like two dollars a card which is so interesting because i'm just like i, I almost want to just invest in a few because like the, just the, the pure <laughs> nostalgia of it all like i it literally is like lifeblood you know just like this is the, those cards were amazing like ha- you know having those just it felt good you know like, like i can still picture like certainly like, the fatal attraction card with magneto like the this oh yeah it's like the bluish and reddish color and wolverine's like sprawled out in the front like dude the deadpool versus cable card it was like a sideways battle card it was so cool dude like so i would say like our generation was kind of immersed in the culture already prior to the books it was and i would yeah it was it's it was hard not to be because you know it was just we were inundated from all sides you know it's like it's like growing up now with darth vader it's like everyone knows that darth vader is luke's father like you can't you can't exist as a, you know like someone older than 11 and not have that information you yeah know what i mean so it's like that's how it felt it's the biggest piece of pop culture information anyone's a, like the shock the shock like once someone found that out you know like um but yeah, it's just like part of it. But I would say, and I know Anthony was kind of gifted them a little earlier and he can go into that. But like, I wouldn't, I would say I probably really started getting into buying and purchasing comments, comics around like when the Ultimates were starting off, like Ultimate Spider-Man and like the early 2000s is when I was like really buying, when I had a job and I had money and I could buy comics and go and buy them and stuff like that. So I was like really into it. But as far as like drawing them and stuff, like I was doing that with Tommy all the way back in sixth grade, you know, with the with the yeah. what lies above, and then yeah, just a bunch of stuff in between. So I've definitely I've been drawing since I was like two or three, and then 
I definitely was working on paneled comics like in like sixth grade. So yeah, yeah, dude. Um, <clears throat> I mean, pretty similar for me. I was like, you know, I like earlier I said that like if you're lucky you get you get the comics or people bring you to those you know mm-hmm. those, those shops and like I like, I wanted I wanted comics so bad as a kid you know because of you know the various cartoons that we watch I was just like I want. I want this like I need I want these comics you know and I would watch movies and I'd be like I like why can't I like I want to go to there you know um but my parents just never brought me to comic shops or anything you know so it was like eventually my cousin Gary uh started letting me borrow comics and wouldn't like give me some comics and stuff and you know it was like I, I was just like fell in love with certain things and then like when I was 14 I got my first job at Phil's Comics in Margate Florida and I was my whole job was to just exist and sweat in this like sweaty tiny comic shop and I would just like bag and board the comics and he would just pay me cash every day and I would literally go and spend all of the cash in his <laughs> store all of it like it, like I never walked out with one cent like ever it never cool of him though cool of him to actually give you your pay though and not just yeah. give you store credit like he was yeah. like really oh, yeah. I'm not forcing you to buy it kid and you're like well that's you might as well keep it Phil because yeah. I'm keep it Phil yeah yeah why like I don't even know why you're giving me like why are we exchanging this currency at this point comics are a currency Let's... no need to bring ink or paper into this <laughs> yeah so but but yeah that was like that was when I started grabbing comics of my own and like that's i mean it was one of those like haphazard like why you know for those of you who are million years old like we are like going into like blockbuster or like you know hollywood video or something and just like looking at the covers and be like this looks cool and renting it and having no idea what you're in for but going for it anyway you know it's like that was what i did with comics i would go through the dollar bin i'd just be like i don't know what you are but i'm gonna eat you you know (laughs) like that's that was my life um and as far as like writing and stuff i had a similar situation with you know steven is i you know i would just started coming up with stories and then i would just draw them terribly you know just like i you know, like I do my best and i do like little doodles i would make flip books and do like tell stories that way um but you know i made like this comic called gerbil man which was really bad and i wish i had it like you know but that's that's how it started and then um i started really trying to make gerbil. my own i started making like my own like like gothy like like death characters and stuff um i don't know like i watch i read like johnny the homicidal maniac and stuff mm-hmm. and it's like oh i can draw i can write something and draw something personal and like deep and like gothy you know and like so i started trying to do that and then i was like ah, i don't know and then I, I learned more about storytelling learned more about writing and like kind of found my own voice and like characters and like you know unique way of doing things and then i found steven and we you know kind of evolved that together you know mm-hmm and the scrapbook kind of covers all that, which we do have more oh, in stock now. By actually, the way. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, we just got look at this giant like bag of stuff. Like I, I've got those. I have a million more of these, Stephen. I'm so That's excited. awesome, dude. I'm so but, happy, dude. I'm so I need to come by and get some because I got some more things to ship. But while we're on the topic of comics, I did want to bring this up today anyway. So. Like 10 years ago, my lovely wife bought me because I'm a huge Deadpool fan. And my lovely wife bought me the first appearance of Deadpool, which is New Mutants 98, uh, you know, and she paid 70 bucks for it at the time. Right. So, like, I've had it forever. It kind of had, you know, it's a 90s comic, so it has a little bit of wear, but it wasn't like horrible. I'm like, it's pretty good condition. And my buddy Chris, who is awesome, uh, said, well, I deal with CGC all the time. I send comics all the time. Like, you want me to send to get it graded? Boy, I got this this thing graded, and it graded a 9.6. So I have a CGC rated 9.6 New Mutants 98. I don't know how well you can see it, but... 
that's freaking awesome. I think it's like yeah, it goes anywhere for six hundred to eight hundred right now. So like yeah, that's I was and now it's forever protected from from hands and kids. That's and, that's amazing. I need to. I mean, I don't. I, I like them just like this, but like I I should I should get some of these graded. It's tough. I was actually just. Talking. It looks like it has like kind of like these little hangy things on it though. So I'm, I'm thinking I can just hang it anyway, but yeah, that was pretty cool. Um oh, all right, let me see. Oh, we have some more. Okay, we have some more questions. I have I have one more on mine too. Okay, so. go ahead. You ask yours because I feel like I asked a couple. Oh, why why does Twitter do that? Huh? Huh? I had the post up and then when I reopened Twitter, it it, it vanished. <laughs> vanished into thin air. Uh, there it is. All righty. At Jamantha Jones writes, awesome. which by the way, he's freaking awesome. So cool. Oh, like, I'm so glad we become friends. He he like joins the good time, bad movie nights on Thursday. And his beard is like puts mind to like the utter shame. Like his beard <laughs> is so glorious. Awesome. Um, he said, You might have mentioned it and I missed it somehow, but how did you two become friends? I love uh-huh. origin stories. And honestly, though, yes, we have answered this, but like we're on that like episode 133. So, I mean, like, unless someone's like going through the archives, yeah. um, which but, if you want to, if you want to be the, we have issues, you want to be, please do please. Like we, we, JD, we got a new job for you, but yeah, I was going to say, we're <laughs> JD, who reminds me to put the audio up every week. Thankfully. Thank you, JD. Um, and I love that. But like, if anyone, if anyone wants a job where no one pays you anything, except for we'll thank you and be like, love you forever. Please go through <laughs> our episodes and just let me know which ones have things. Sometimes, like I, like I, I, I just know episode seven's a heavy one, like yes. or a heavy one in the terms of like every reference is birthed from seven. It feels yeah. like, like there. I mean, there, there are there are a lot of them. Like I know nine. I talk about a stalker. Um, I know there's like like, but like I know random ones, and I I've tried to hashtag some so I remember like, oh, this one has a pitches get stitches. This one has a like you know Anthony dates robots or you know like whatever. But I forget sometimes, and I'm like, why didn't I like why didn't I hashtag all of them so I could always <laughs> go back? And I'm just oh, it makes me so mad. And now it's so much time. It's like so much time. so much time. <laughs> well, so, okay, so recently I wrote that uh, stakeout script, and I was just like, oh, I want to like I want to like I I have a history of this i pitched in our podcast and then i talked about wanting to write it and want to make it and then i talked about this script and there's like this whole story and i was like i really need to find that original episode where we talked about stakeout it took me so long steven it took me so <laughs> long to find it uh i found was it, it one of, was it one of the horribly drawn like when, when when i was doing like the drawing versions of us remember that i think it was, it like, was. i think it was it wasn't like, like i don't ever click those episodes because they don't seem to like i'm like oh no, there's no way that anything happened in those episodes those, but those lifeless but some of those were good because like that was we did the magician the vampire the uh yeah. Abercadaver one and like uh-huh. that, that one was so funny too like I, that's a good idea but oh i'm sorry you should ask your how your, so how we met so okay. We met in high school, basically. Um, our mutual friend who passed away last year, Mike, actually was friends with Anthony first. Anthony moved over from Coral Springs, like West Palm area. Um, was it your sophomore or junior year you moved over here? It was junior. Junior year. Yeah. And uh, you and Mike were definitely friends before you and I were friends. Yeah. Um, I was in my own little clique with like Tommy, Bill, like all those guys and everything. And you and Mike were like doing your thing. And then um, what got us together? Like, what was like the first? I mean, obviously, okay. we, we completely I'll, bonded over Lost Boys and our, oh, yeah. our love for 100%. comics. And stuff. I, I'll tell you, I, like my memory, I don't know if it's I have, I have two like strong memories of my introduction to the group. Right. Like, mm-hmm. because in like so the first one, the, the first one was 
we, we used to go to this campsite. It was like mm-hmm. off, you know, mm-hmm. in the, the middle of nowhere of these woods um, in, in Cape Coral, there's a big wooded area, you know, a lot of like just a bunch of trees and nonsense, uh, a lot of nothing, uh, which is a great place to do a lot of something, you know, yeah. <laughs> like when you're young, it's a, it's a fantastic place to go and not get in trouble for doing things you can get in trouble for. Uh, so we would go out in the woods. So, but um, I was, invited by Mike. And I remember being in your car, I believe. Uh, and it was, I think it was, you were driving and Mike was there and I was in the back seat Cause I'm like, you know, I'm a third wheel here. I don't know any, you know, I don't know anyone. And I was there and I remember like you, like I had not met any of these people yet. And you guys drove me into this, this backwoods. And I'm like, this is how I die. <laughs> I was like, this is it. I was like, I, <laughs> that's when I had my Zuzu rodeo. I'm thinking. Yes. So I was yes, going four wheel drive through the trails. And yeah, I was like, I was like, this is how I'm going to get eaten. I have no meat on my bones. This is not worth it for any of them. They just want to murder me. Like this is, a, this is just, a, <laughs> oh, it's a, it's it's a blood first, sacrifice. It's a blood <laughs> sacrifice. Yeah. I am like, yeah, I'm going to be the sacrifice. I'm the, the rat. So they can, you know, summon the demon. Um, the rat that's almost crying. It's just like over there in tears, like as it's trying to make its point. Like it's just Peterson. Um, so rats are necessary. So we, <laughs> so we we drive through. So we drive through like this wooded area, and it starts clearing up as we're driving. And at like, I just see a random guy holding a bat and like walking back and forth like he's like guarding oh, the God. place and i was like i know exactly who it is it's so yeah. funny like just that description and i was just like what is like what what are we doing here and and you guys like you guys both like both you and, and mike were just like this is fucking bill it's just bill <laughs> it's just bill and it was just one of those things. And he said, and he like points the bat at us. And it was just like this funny moment. And, and you guys just introduced us, you know, and I just, I got out. And we we're like, Hey, uh, let's awkwardly try to start a fire. And then Tommy shows up and we're all trying to figure out how to start a fire. <laughs> and, you know, um, but that was like the first time I remember like all of us being together, you know, somewhere, you know, where, and, and like, especially meeting all of those people, you know, and it was like, and and then of course that was like the, so many nights mike was almost and don't get me wrong we we both still continued friendships with mike and everything like that but mike was almost like the part of the rocket ship that like falls off as it takes off and it's like once once he like connected us and like once anthony and i really connected like i mean it even got to the point where we were hanging out with different groups of people while still trying to like maintain friendships with the group but we basically became the friends after that like that was was really interesting when you think about like i love i like like friend dynamics are so interesting and like you know and how you don't it's it's the whole seinfeld worlds thing where it's like the worlds are colliding jerry you know like (laughs) but there really are like some things that don't mesh well and you know that like we like we know like tommy was never really going to get along with like you know these other people and like like, and some other people you know it's just some people don't connect well for in our venn diagram tommy yeah tommy bill everybody makes sense but this side of our venn diagram is you know this side of theirs just doesn't connect it's like yeah so that didn't work out it was just a whole different call i mean that's when we were kind of really getting into that that era of like music and everything like that like just different like different we were like the emo scene basically is like i hate saying that word but basically that like and yeah it was just different time but like anthony and i's friendship basically just continued we've had we had like little short falling outs and stuff like that but we always just bounced back and became steve stanthony again basically so um from there like i i know early on like not early on but p- post partying after high school era we 
we're like starting to work on absentees yeah. together and then which is in the scrapbook by the way the second iteration of it actually yeah. um then we tried scavenge well we tried the 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 pseudo samurai you know all that we did a few projects that just never like fully took off and yeah, um, yeah steven and i like i mean just we started as you know friends there and then we became lovers and then we moved on <laughs> to partners you know partners uh, so you know but we we worked on we've worked on so many various projects together and that's i mean that's how you know this this podcast was birthed you know from that love that i just mentioned um but, <laughs> So, no, but but essentially, like, we worked on all these. If you don't know about this, I know we haven't talked about it recently, but this has um, one of our first ever attempts at making comic books, uh, The Absentees. Uh, we went through, was it three iterations or? Yeah, well, I know there, I knew I, I know I draw the, I drew the frequency, like, circle scene three separate times. I know yeah. that. So, so uh, we went through it, like, three iterations of trying to make this book. This is actually a finished i mean not finished but it's a, a fully drawn uh with with pencil and in lettered comic book it's readable you can read what we made in the you know from 2011 2011 to 2014 you know like you can read it um and then we tried to work you know we worked on this which i still think this is the the, the golden gem that steven's been trying to get back to ever since it was like <laughs> it was his eden of of what like, i what i've noticed like looking at it like my I think like um my expression, my there's a lot of things I do better than that, but late like that one smash layout is probably one of my better layouts on a page. Mm-hmm. And then that yeah, that whole fight sequence is pretty epic. Like it really does you're right, it conveys like every action. Cause like I had to like very inexperienced at the time in comic right. books too, but I had to convey like a an arm crossbow, a baseball bat axe, like where would the handle be on that thing? You know, a flip, like a gun flip action. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing all these things that I've never even come close to drawing before. And I executed it all pretty, pretty well for that time for sure. But yeah, I think, I, I think I'm certain pages of deathless have definitely either come close or overtaken it. I think, but, you, uh, I think you surpassed it with the issue. Yeah. I think issue yeah. one was like you finding that level again. And then I think issue two, you're like, you're finally surpassing it. And I was just like, oh, this is, here we are. Yes. And like, I can't wait. I can't, like, I, I truly think that like when people find this book, they're going to want issue three and it, it's going to be amazing. Um, But that's essentially how we met. And then, you know, of course we started doing this podcast in order to, I mean, you know, to, basically I was in a bad place after a breakup and I was just like, I'm going to try to make comics again. Let's, you know, are you willing to do this? And Stephen being a good friend was like, yeah, I'll entertain this. And then we, we made played again, and then thankfully we, you know, were successful. And now we made Deathless, and now we're- I still like, think through my head like, man, I drew thirty nine pages for Played Again. That's crazy. Like I, I, I always forget how long that book was. It, but it, yeah. yeah, it was a long book, but it, it's it's beautiful and it's done. Yeah, so. it's it's I love that book still, and I like everyone who reads it likes it. So I'm, you know, I'm like I can't be more proud of it than you know like i think it's it's as good as it could be you know like there are there are little tweaks and stuff that i was like you know that i'm like i wish there are some things i'm like okay i probably could have done this better but it's so good for like a first book back and like uh, such a personal story and so you know i don't know i think we did a really good job um all right steven uh super important question would you rather walk 500 miles or do anything for love Mm. so I'm going to go back to the passive panda thing about how crunchy and smooth peanut butter works. And I think I would do anything for love. 
even um, walk 500 miles. Even see, that's the thing is the second option forces you to do the first one anyway. Yeah, and you're just doing more. It's just would yeah. you do everything, including 500 miles? Then I might as well just do the 500 miles with that one. Unless, like, I mean, but okay. When you're talking about love, it's someone that you love who's like specifically speaking to the character that you are, right? The person that you are speaking your love language. Person you love isn't going to want you to walk 500 miles because they know you wouldn't want to do that, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. So that's not. not really love. So like, if someone's forcing you to walk 500 miles, they're not really for asking you to do anything for love. They're asking you to do something for them specifically. For them that's, that's yeah, and but that's not really just, someone you'd love, really. Just for perspective, five hundred and I think it's five hundred and fifty miles to like, or five hundred miles from where we are mm-hmm. to Atlanta, Georgia. Just for perspective of how far you'd have to walk. Hmm. That's a that's a long walk. Yeah, man. it's not not worth it. I mean, that's a that's a ten hour drive from where we are. Just for just perspective, a ten hour drive at yeah. seventy five miles per hour. No, thank you. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go I do anything for love, understanding that the love I would be doing anything for would never ask that of me and would you know well like, actually, but I won't do that. <laughs> I would do anything for love, but I won't do the 500 we miles. We won't walk 500 miles later. <laughs> I could, but um, I wouldn't. So that 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 question came from Jordan Helsley, uh, who also asks quickly, um, I wanna say you're stuck on an island with a dead historical figure. Who do you want it to be? They didn't specify if the person's still dead. I'm assuming they are. I'm assuming <laughs> it's just a random body. It's just a random. <laughs> we're, st- we're on an island. And we're like, hey, Steven, did you see? Did you see him? And you're like, <laughs> I saw him. It's, you're so, like, it's so perfectly preserved. That's the weird looks so part. Like, Steven, Steven, we're, we're all alone, but it's still, you, we can't. We can't. We can't touch him, right? Like, we can't do anything. <laughs> Like, what do we do? Do we? I want, dude, I want it. Bernie's. I was gonna say, I want it just so, like, when someone comes to the island to like overtake and kill us, I can say the line, Suck a D's, and then I throw his testicles at them. Suck a D's nuts, Socrates. Dead bodies. (laughs) Socrates nuts. Socrates nuts. I <laughs> there's no better use of Socrates's corpse as that I can imagine. Like he would he'd be like, Yeah, there is truth in this. Like this there's... is wonderful. This is like I I don't know anything, but I do know that's funny. So um all right, so that's that's Socrates nuts. Okay, so or plot twist underscore ing asks be a rich writer but nobody knows it's you or be famous and rich for creating some embarrassing gadget. I'm going to say 100% for me, I'd rather be a rich writer and nobody knows it's me. I don't care. Like I, like I, as long I, as your stories are getting out there, my stories are getting see, out here's there. the thing is if you, it's, it's one of those questions like, well, I think, yes, you're right. Your answer is correct. But if I made a gadget and I'm a millionaire, I can write and, and produce whatever I want, you know, yeah, like, but, but like, I, I, I think for me, the problem is, okay. Uh, it, it's an embarrassing gadget, and the only difference is fame. I'm assuming the fame comes from how embarrassing the gadget is, right? Like I'm assuming, like okay, now I'm famous for making the dumbest thing, but I'm just as it does. Like I assume I'm just as rich as I got from writing. So it's but like, then I, but then I think of like that whole like like yeah, that's the dude that invented the the elevator like music buffer or whatever 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 it is, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, but have you read his writing though? Like this weirdo, <laughs> like he makes this weird gadget, but damn, the dude can write. Like it gets it creates that persona. Like, yeah, this dude made something weird, but holy crap, he's actually talented. Like, 
that's a good point. Um, I, I guess it, like since they don't specify what the gadget is, I don't know what would make it embarrassing. You know, but they say it's embarrassing. I don't I, like I, the dildo ketchup bottle. It's just shaped like it's, it's not even. I mean, that's I'm, just cool. I'll, I don't even look. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I don't even look ketchup. It should be mayonnaise, Stephen. But um, ketchup. That's the just, amount of ketchup you get is how how well. Yeah. You withdraw it. Yeah, I mean, always. Oh, Stephen, it's not- thirty-five days. <laughs> um, all right, let me see. At Menzer underscore author asks, would you rather come face to face with Chucky or Megan from the movie Megan? So I haven't seen Megan, but I'm assuming since it's newer, it's probably really creepy, but also kind of funny, like Chucky. I would think. I don't know. So- I'm just kind of putting it in that wheelhouse. Yeah. That, so I, I, I would. I will say Megan. Megan's not a scary movie, but Megan as a character is a hundred times scarier than Chucky as a character in real life. Like if I were face to face with one of these characters, one is a robot, which I see at the very least as a chimp. You know what I mean? Like, like it, that thing's stronger than me, no matter what. It's like, it is a robot. Like it's made of metal. It is, you know, it's like fighting Wolverine, you know, like it, it, it can do anything. It's, it's a freaking robot. It doesn't have you know, like feelings. Not really. It's not going to stop. It can lose its arm and come after me with the other one and rip off my face and genitals. And I don't want that, you know, like that's a, oh, I never want to fight a chimp, dude. That'd be like that's- my, yeah, and that's how I feel. I'm, I'm like, you know, Megan is essentially a robo champ, like, and and you know, Chucky is as a small doll that would be kind of fun to fight. Let's just be honest. Like, <laughs> let's be real here. Like, let's be real here. I never want to fight a toddler, but if I have to, I'm gonna enjoy it. Like, get I one of those like knife proof vests and like like do like a circus event with it. Like, I mean, fight the Chucky doll for five minutes. Seriously, I like it's it's. No, of course I don't want to fight Chucky. I don't want to fight anyone. Uh, but if I have to choose, and it's it's between uh, you know beating up a chi- like a, a a chimp that looks like a little girl, but it's gonna rip off my face and genitals, or a a, a doll that looks like a, a really ugly child, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up that little small child. I'm gonna mess him up. It's gonna, gonna be mess great. him up. <laughs> his stupid him red up. hair and his 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 his, his overalls and beating we're the crap be, out of. Yeah, we're gonna be friends to the end. The end's gonna come so fast and so swift. And it's like, so I, like come on, Chucky. Uh, I mean, like he he needs the element of surprise. He couldn't take on Andy, and he was like six. You know what I mean? Like 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 it's, it's like mm, come on, Chucky. There's so many things he could have done. He did everything wrong. I get it. I get it. Like Chucky's not supposed to be a genius. He did everything wrong. I would I would love to fight Chucky. Um all right. Jess at Soft Apocalypse asks, "Would you rather squish a baby chick or own a Corvette, Steven?" Wait. Do I squish the chick for the Corvette or just choose? I think you just choose. Yep. Would you rather squish a baby chick? Or own a Corvette. This is hard. This is- <laughs> I don't want to be the Corvette guy, you know? I mean, no one wants to be the Corvette guy. I don't think you understand how difficult of a choice you're, you're giving us right now, Jess. Um, oh, so you're saying have a Corvette. I would look like Donkey Kong in a Corvette. Or- I'd be way too big for a Corvette. But you'd also feel like, like, like King Kong squishing that chick. You'd be like, bah! Mm. Like, I mean, no one wants to. But think like you'd feel strong in that moment for sure. It would be how cute is this chick? I mean, it depends if it helps you. <laughs> like, is it still like is it like fresh hatch? So it's still kind of got like the goop on it. No, it's gonna be the cutest chick. It's the, the yellow, fluffy, it's beautiful. Fluffy. It's down, yeah, yeah. Like there's it's no gorgeous. No getting out of um, this. It's a model chick. Like it's 
I guess I'll drive the damn Corvette then because I don't want to kill that cute baby I guess chick. We're Corvette guys now. Corvette. <laughs> no chance of killing it. Are you kidding me, Jess? Like, how dare you? How dare? I'm just kidding. I love you. You're amazing. Jess also joins the movie nights and is so funny. And also, my favorite thing about doing like having friend groups and like meeting new people and like like friend dynamics and stuff is you learn like different people's uh positions and like who they are in a group you know what i mean like it, and like everyone has like an archetype and like jess is the friend who's like everyone's making jokes and she also makes jokes but she also is like googling facts about the movie it's like oh did you guys know that it was actually uh the, the you know uh director of photography is actually from this movie i'm like we're trying to be funny right now, Jess, but also thank you. That was really informative. And I like this. <laughs> I love this. This is like pop-up video. It is. <laughs> Which I loved pop-up video. Yeah. Like I know it's it's amazing. And like it's really funny because I like, you know, you learn that. You're like, oh, Jess is gonna be the person who pops in with these things while we're all making silly jokes. And she's also gonna have funny jokes. So it's it's just amazing. Boilet Comics, the monster match, uh, asks, Would you rather lick sandpaper or get your hand caught in a stapler? Hmm. Well. Lick sandpaper. What grit are we talking? Yeah. I mean, how much do I have to lick it? Do I have to like lick it many times? Just one time? I mean, I've had a cat. So listen, it's not that bad. It's not we great. are born from the 90s. Okay. Yeah. So we have all licked a jawbreaker until our tongues cracked. Okay. 100%. So I'm just going to go ahead and say I would rather lick sandpaper than staple because I know, I know a jawbreaker has caused more damage to my tongue than sandpaper ever. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, like yeah, one quick lick. I, I mean, I, I would have done that for five bucks. Quick, <laughs> quick like a sandpaper lately. Like, like, I am willing. That sandpaper is like a mighty fine right now. Okay, <laughs> I am. It's like when it's like, you know, kind of growing back. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Guys, if you've watched Seinfeld, which none of I mean, some of you might have. I have been master of my own domain for 35 days now and it is interesting um but that's all i'm gonna say about that we'll, we'll <laughs> we're gonna move right by move on right past that okay um Nomen chronicles uh asks would you rather live on the slope of an active volcano or clean chimneys in a dickensian england i'm going volcano all day i don't want like i don't want to clean chimneys i have terrible allergies like i imagine if i swept one time I would die. Like, I like, I just, I can't, unless, unless it would cure me. Like, if I'm less like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go for this. Cause maybe like, it's just like exposure theory. You know, if I like overexpose myself to like the disgusting, like human debris and the detritus in the like chimneys. Um, if I do that, maybe it'll help cure me. But if you live on a volcano, there's a chance you get to just be on a volcano. You know, like it's, it's nice. Not to mention if the volcano erupts and I'm there with you, people can make stories up of what we were doing together when the volcano. Do you think you practice? Do you practice? Like, do you, do you like pose? Yeah. Yeah. Do you do your volcano pose? Does everyone on the volcano have a volcano pose where they're like, if this happens, we do this. And like, you know, there's like, we're all dead. We can't run. (laughs) Don't run. Like, what do we do? Like, do we pretend we're warriors? Do we like, do we all get together? We do it. Do we do a, a triangle, like a pyramid? Let's create a pyramid. And then there was some huge triangle, man. It was crazy. It was like a bunch of skeletons like merged together. I don't know what ritual this was, but it was was clearly working to get the volcano active. Like we, we summoned that. volcano god. I feel like this is a question. The question, what the question's really asking is you live in constant risk living by the volcano, but if the volcano never erupts, you just live a normal life. And usually life around a volcano is very lush and very full. Like, I mean, the soil is usually pretty good. So you have a good life. If the volcano ever erupts though, 
yeah, you're screwed. Yeah. But chimney sweeping, I mean, there's so much that can go wrong there. I imagine all that cleaning would eventually decay your lungs oh, anyway. You'd probably have a very like, miserable death. Every day is probably miserable. You know, every day. Like, you know, and it's like, you, oh, it's like me. It's like you wish your life were shorter. You yeah. Know? Like, I, whereas like the volcano, it's like, oh man, you know what? If it ends, it ends, but it's been nice. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. but, um, all right, let me see. Lost Between Worlds, our friend asks, if you could switch any famous horror slashers to appear in each other's franchise, who would you pick? Like <laughs> swapping like um, Leatherface and Jason wouldn't really change the movies that much if you think about they're, it. Yeah, they're, they're respective movies for sure. Like, no, if, it would just be fine. Like, it would just work. You know what's weird, though? It's like, Jason... I need to rewatch the Friday the 13th movies because, like, Jason has, like... He goes after these camp counselors. He's like, at first, it's just like, oh, Camp Crystal Lake. It's just in this one area. It's like it's like his Haddonfield. You know, it's Haddonfield. But then it's like, Jason takes Manhattan. Jason gets goes to space. Now he's just murdering people. And Jason like, like, the Menace. And he's like, you know, messing with Mr. Wilson. Like, he's playing pranks. Hey, it's... It doesn't he doesn't say it. It just says, hey, Mr. Wilson, like, closed captions under his mask. <laughs> It's interesting because what I was imagining is I was like, okay, well, but there's some people like if, if you take Mike Myers and you switch him with with Jason, he's going to be like in Camp Crystal Lake and he's going to be like, it's a long walk to Haddonfield, but here we go. <laughs> and, <he's> like, <laughs> and, and those teenagers were spared that night. <laughs> and it's like, that's that's his movie. is It's a road trip movie. At that think point. about the horror in that because those teenagers get to bang like rabbits without being stopped. The population oh of Earth grows to population. astronomical numbers. And depending on the year, the Roe v. Wade situation, no one knows what's happening with those numbers. It's getting bad. Um you're right. That's more of a horror movie, Stephen. More unwanted pregnancy and just terrible parenting all around. <laughs> just, just the depression. Just bad campsite decisions. Yeah, yeah that's not being good. called by Jason. You know. All right. Um, this is obviously tongue in cheek, everyone. Just, just let's just make it clear. Um. Okay. Okay. How about what's <laughs> okay? Um. <laughs> no. Oh, because we're swapping. We're swapping movies. Because I was gonna say, like, okay, it would be funny to swap Jaws with someone. <laughs> like, i mean jaws is a horror movie it is. he slashes people slasher. jaws is a slasher he uses that teeth is. knives to slash. just imagine jaws switched with ghost face <laughs> like just like sydney's like just the phone rings the phone. hello <laughs> it is you look outside the window there's just a shark like flopping like dying but like, don't get close because he'll get you. <laughs> get close, you're still in trouble. It's the boyfriend is still dying outside because he accidentally got close to the shark. Whoa, is that a statue of a shark? No, it's a real shark. <laughs> <laughs> when did Cindy get this shark? <laughs> the shark. Matthew Lillard's like the shark's like like lightly biting. Whoa, man, get woozy over here. <laughs> You're only supposed to take a little buddy. Why are we trying to hide our identities? <laughs> I love that you swapped it with only one of them. Yeah, it's just Billy. So Sydney's actually dating a shark. <laughs> Just 
It's like struggling to breathe, by the way. It's not having a good time being this character. <laughs> Just, I can't stop crying though. The, the idea, the idea that it's the best, it's the best Clark Kent Superman thing ever. Just, she doesn't know it's him. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Oh, because these questions. <laughs> Questions were worth it just for that. Oh, <laughs> and this is what I look like when I cry. Oh, <clears throat> oh man. Okay. But also Ghostface springing out of the water trying to stab oh. people is pretty funny, too. <laughs> like that scene where the guy's swimming and the, you see the thing come up from underneath. Fowler, one of our best friends, asked, would you rather find yourself in real-life Saw situation or Jumanji? I'm calling Jumanji forever. I know. now Jumanji's well, at least fun. Jumanji's I, fun. And I feel like you roll yourself out of it. Like, of it, like you know, you just keep playing. Like, it sucks, you know, but eventually you just you keep rolling those dice. And you just duck, you know? Like, like if, mm-hmm. you, you know, if they lock themselves in the right car, they're fine. Just keep, stop, like, stop stopping. You know, like, don't even read the cards. Roll those dice until your pieces just move to the end. You know, like, what are you, why are you paying attention to that? Why are you experiencing these monkeys and stuff? Like, just roll the dice. Like, Keep rolling. Not- Keep rolling. Keep rolling. Fred Durst has, has the song for it. Yes. <laughs> it was actually written about his fear of Jumanji and what he would do in his strategy and how he would best it. Oh, actually, that movie, now that I think about it, that movie was the first movie. I mean, I'm sure there are others that existed before. I know there are others that existed before them, of course. But that was the, the first time I remember being aware of someone breaking the fourth wall in a way that was like so shocking to me. When the little boy is looking for the axe. And she says, like, go go to the shed, get the axe. And he goes to open the shed and it's locked. And then he's like, what do I do? And he finds the axe and he starts trying to break the shed open. And he stops and he looks at the axe and he looks at the camera. <laughs> and then he's like, and then he runs back. And I was like, that was amazing. I was like, that was so funny. I like, as a kid, I was like, it cracked me up. And I was like, that was so funny. Because like, I was like, he's just a little monkey boy with an axe. And that was what he wanted. It was a perfect scene. But that was the first time I remember like. Oh, like the fourth wall break. Yeah, he totally broke the fourth wall. That was like, I was really aware of it. Um, All right, let me see. So I, I would choose Jumanji. I feel like. Jumanji, absolutely. Because Saw is just not fun. Well, like yeah, you just, like, die, you more than likely are going to die. More than likely you lose. That, yeah, like that, that guy. Yeah, I mean, that was it John Kramer. Like he was Jigsaw essentially is like, hey, I'm going to create this mousetrap that only I win. Like everyone else loses every time. There's like one other person who escapes and they're like, oh, thank you for doing this. Like, no, that's not like you have an intervention with the person. You get their friends to talk to them or you just have a conversation with them. Like, hey, you've been kind of a jerk. Maybe you should try to not do that. And they're like, no, I have not. And you're like, let me, you, you, you take them through the, 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 the thing. You scrooge them, right? You you show them the ghosts of their future self or your know, past selves. And they're like, look, you sucked. That's all he's doing, but physically harming people. Like, what are you doing? But he's like, no, no, no. We're going to bring Milton Bradley into this. And we're going <laughs> to mousetrap your ass. Okay. And like, and then we're never gonna be able to stage these traps again after we play the game the first time. I mean, the pieces are gonna get lost. Nothing ever gets set up properly you can't again. Clean up all that blood. It's gonna rust and weird and like, come on. Kayla, uh, at Kayla Seven K, who is awesome by the way. If you don't follow her, follow her. Um, she asks, "Would you rather play ping pong with Spider Man or Green Lantern?" Ooh, Spider Man. And I'm gonna tell yeah. you why. Because okay. Peter Parker is his entire life is holding back. Like he. Like, for example, we found out, like, with Superior Spider-Man, with Doc Ock takes over his body. We found out, like, when he punches the Scorpion, he literally disjaws him because um, he, Peter's been holding back this whole time. So I know Peter is such a good person that he would play ping pong 
as spidery as he could yeah. to make me feel good, but we would still play a competent game of ping pong, right? I mean, you and, um, almost every iteration of Green Lantern is, is gonna just win. They're just I, gonna beat you. I I, I think the okay okay I like how I see it is it's impossible to get a single point on Spider-Man with a spider sense, right? We all know that. Like, it's not going to happen. Spider-Man's going to win 10 out of 10 times due to spider sense. Like, no matter what. Spider-Man, like, he has spider sense, super strength also. But, like, let's just go right away. He always knows where that ball's going to be, and he is there. He's really, you're not going to get a point. But, like you said, totally with you. I think he's going to make it fun. It's going to be a lot of flair. It's going to be, like, entertaining to watch and everything. I feel like Green Lantern isn't going to be as much fun He's not going to be as funny when you play and he's going to want to win and he's too good at winning. Like, I feel like he's going to be the person who, instead of using his racket, he's going to use his ring to create some giant racket. So he just hits the ball every time, no matter where it goes. And you're like, all right, look at it's the size of the room, the size of the room. Yeah. Like I I, (sighs) I can also extend the size of the table with my ring. I never lose. And it's like, all right, now you're just a jerk. And I just, I don't want to play with you. Give me that ring. I want me the ring. Hal. give me the ring. I feel like John might be pretty cool, but he might just be too like, stern like yeah, i don't know like I, that's what i feel about like most green lanterns i'm like all right you're probably you're like each personality is different yes but it's still but, gonna beat me and and not and take pleasure in it fun. some yeah. way like, i mean maybe guy gardner like you could play yeah. guy gardner because i feel like he would want to like he'd be proud and he'd want to win as a human and he'd be like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna use my freaking ring you know like i'm just mm. gonna beat you because i can beat you and then it'd be fun but at the same time maybe he'd get mad and you'd be like all right look i don't need like an angry bill burr who's gonna beat me up with a green match <laughs> no like i don't i don't need yeah that. you beat me in ping pong but how are you gonna stop this dragon <laughs> exactly so i was like yeah yeah man help i'm going, yeah, I'm going spider-man should have called on you so I made a bad choice um <laughs> so at west rants uh asked would you rather go on a mission with the x-men or justice league please specify which team iteration uh as well as either comics cartoons movies or otherwise so justice league or x-men listen just because and i am a marvel guy through and through and Doing a mission with like the 90s X-Men sounds like a dream come true. Like yeah. it sounds awesome, like smashing sensors and stuff. However, let's be real. X-Men are always the underdogs in situations, right? Every situation is a struggle. One of them has to overcome something. Somebody has to die to push the other one over the edge. Who do you think is going to die in that situation when I'm rolling with the X-Men? It's oh, going to yeah, be the human cool. they were taking care of. For sure. But now Justice League has the Flash, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman. I mean, <laughs> just those four alone. I'm not I like, dying. I like that your superpower is that you are the Voltron of other superheroes. Like you can just run into battle. Like I don't care. <laughs> They're gonna stay. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, somebody's like just superimposing me running with the X Men in the theme song. <laughs> just full on adult version me. And it's, it's wait, okay. Can we choose the Justice League, but have the cool theme song from the X Men? <laughs> like, because I want to, because I want to know, like, I want to run up. I will punch Dark Side in the face because I know Superman's gonna take me and like, like <laughs> out of there before he can hit me. Like, I'm fine. It doesn't matter. We're just the wild. The, the power is called Wild Card. Oh, Wild Card's <laughs> on the team, huh? <laughs> just is that human? No, like, just imagine Dark Side. Like, he's just standing there. And he just sees the Justice League like flying into uh was it a, a apocalypse, apocalypse with the king? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh and he just sees me running him. He's like, Detection. Eddie Powers? No, completely mortal. What why is he leading the charge? <laughs> <laughs> just full on like go. Peter Griffin punch, like him right in the face <laughs> and break my hand oh, and yeah, like uh, cross <laughs> Steppenwolf. Like, what the hell's going on? 
Oh yeah, the Flash fixes it while yeah. you're recording. Just, oh, how did you even? Come on, Barry! You gotta get into this to save my hand. He's like sweating and crying, like reversing time. The wild card's gonna get himself killed. Oh man! But no, I feel safer with the Justice League. Absolutely, like unless the Brotherhood and the X Men are together, and even still, man, like man, all the humans in the like X Men world are like packing anti X Men stuff. Like it's so crazy. Like even the weakest like adversaries of theirs are like well here's the negative storm gun and it makes it so you are in a claustrophobic area and you're gonna cry and then like you know i don't know the x-men just always lose like but then they win they win of course but is it worth it and then you have to hear all the crying and the drama and like the humans whereas like the hero like the justice league you do the hero stuff and then you go back to your life and whatever that is it's just a mission and you're done yeah you really want to hear wolverine go yoriko one more time no one does no one does so okay i do have a couple more let's just get through this and we'll just end the episode um all right ready so queen amberlin asks uh desert island top three movies if you can choose them lost boys Mm -hmm. because we need to watch lost boys at least every now and then two other movies though Dude, I feel like, and we can't have both, but I feel like either Step Brothers or Talladega Nights needs I'm, to be in that one. I know. I, one yeah, or I, the other, more likely Step Brothers. I'm going Step Brothers. I like. I would. I would go Step Brothers. Talladega like, has such like a themed like NASCAR driver, yeah. like Southern guy humor. Step Brothers is just hilarious. So yeah. like, I, yeah, I think Step Brothers is one of them for sure. It's a good one. Yeah, Step Brothers, Lost Boys, and then we need something like super, like good, like that makes. That speaks to the soul. Joe Dirt. Done with that apple core. You know that apple core? No, no, that's funny. What the literally soul moving humor. I don't know. Um, it's hard because like I'm with you. I'm trying to think of like what would I need if I like I'm stuck on an island by myself. What do I really need emotionally that's gonna get me through things? What like like, I want something that's going to make me laugh. I want something that's going to make me... Uh, I don't know. I also don't necessarily want things that are going to make me miss relationships or miss mm-hmm. my friends. But maybe something that makes me feel like it is a friendship. Or, you know, like you see, you know, it's it's tough. It's, you know, like... um. Do you, do you choose like uh like okay castaway oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch castaway because like <laughs> he knows he knows my struggle but then he gets out of it and maybe we will we'll hold on to hope when we get you know <laughs> this is our hope movie this is our hope movie um I could watch Swiss Army Man that's such a weird movie no I wouldn't want that as one I mean I do like that movie a lot but I, I wouldn't want that as my Desert Island movie I don't know that one's too hard I'm gonna go because we already I mean we have the funny movie We've we have the funny. nostalgic have movie the nostalgic movie. I don't know. What's the third one? What's like the all, all the seasons of Mr. Rogers, just so I feel like someone's talking to me. <laughs> Let's see. That's not bad. I mean, I if we could, know. if we could choose shows, that'd be easier. I would, I would choose Simpsons. That's what I would choose. Oh yeah. Simpson. But that's my Desert Island show. Like, because it's, it's a perfect combination. You get the touching, you get the sincere, like, like you get the silly. Uh, it's also, there's, there's so many episodes and so many good episodes. It's endlessly rewatchable. It also has a lot of references to various things that we do love, you know? And it's just like, that one's an easy one for me. Like if, if it were shows, it would be like Simpsons, Twilight Zone, and probably Community. Honestly, I don't, you know, but like I, mm-hmm. if I had to, but like movies are so hard because it's it feels I feel so like the first two movies were easy, but that last one's like 
a hard pick because because it feels well, final too. <laughs> it's the final choice. Yeah, it feels like that's this one matters. I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'll, I'll let you know if I if, if I come up with one, another one, I'll let you know. Fowler also asks, who would win the celebrity death match between Pennywise and Freddy? I'm going Pennywise. I mean, he's like basically a demon from hell, right? I mean, yeah, I I I I mean. I think I don't know exactly what he is. I think he's an interstellar or like interdimensional creature, which is essentially like a deadite like or something. Like a, yeah, like you know, but like I, I think it's interesting um, that they both have the issue that you know your your belief in them is what you know makes them work. You know, so it's like I I don't see Pennywise ever being afraid of Freddy, but I could see Freddy finding fear in something Pennywise can show. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I, like because, I mean, you can see, although Freddy's not, like, afraid of Jason, he recognizes threat. You know, like, he knows, yeah. oh, this is a, a this is a big guy who can hurt me physically in this world. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to duck away from him. I mean, Pennywise yeah. figures out the whole fire thing, and Freddy's yeah. screwed. I mean... Of course. Yeah, dude. Um, So I... I, I, think, like, I think Pennywise wins that. I think Pennywise, for sure. He, I mean, he, you know, just... He can cheap shift and you know do all this. Does stuff. do deadites even sleep? Does Pennywise even fall asleep? Because like, would Freddy even have powers? Are we just gonna say that he's manifested in the real I'm world? Guessing, and able yeah, to slash? I, like, I think it's just like a, it's just a, a, a nebulous world in which they both have their you know powers. But I don't know. That's a t- it's a tough one because like Freddy is it's a dr- he's a dream demon. You know, it's like he can he could be as powerful as you want him to be, but. If we are to be consistent at all, and his power does have something to do with the amount that you believe or fear, what you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't see Pennywise ever, you know, being afraid of him. You know, not really. Rain on Twitter asked, "Now I'm hooked uh, at the potential of having my name mentioned yet on on yet another podcast. Would you rather have adamantium skeleton but no coordination, or have the Cyclops red zoom vision but you have a, an astigmatism?" Hmm. I'm going to go adamantium skeleton because like, I mean, like no coordination. Like I'm, you can still walk. You can still you know, like do things. I'm I'm guessing you're clum- You're just clumsy, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to be like, and if you fall, you're not going to get hurt, right? Yeah. I'm assuming because if you have adamantium skeleton, you have to have a healing factor because otherwise you're just going to die. But I'm going skeleton. Plus, I mean, like how, how much would it suck to see everything in red, dude? Couldn't do it. It would no. no, no, thanks. Uh, not for me, not my life. I'm um, a Taurus too. You know, I'm just gonna be charged, bull charging <laughs> everything. <laughs> nice. Um, Jackson Howell at Dr. Scribbles MD asked if you could put one Marvel character and one DC character into a relationship to get together, uh, who would it be and why and which universe would they exist in? In a relationship, one DC character and one Marvel character in a relationship. It doesn't have to be a romantic relationship, right? I guess that's true. And he doesn't necessarily, he doesn't specify in everything as a relationship. And I'm going to let you get away with that for sure. I want Deathpool. I want Deadpool and Deathstroke working together. Deathstroke has like a cable demeanor to him, kind of like gruff. Like, I don't want this idiot working with me. But then he sees the merit in Deadpool skills and assassinery. So, like, it's just Deadpool and Deathstroke. Deadpool in the DC universe bringing that fourth wall breakage. And they're hunting the Teen Titans, man. Nice. I can see it. I'd be Blade and Wade Wilson, baby. They're married. And maybe that's what it is. That's the story. They're under like 
they're like married in a town, like because they have to like hide their identities, which I, is funny because they're actually they, using their real names, but they're Wayne and Slade Wilson. That was good. <laughs> and like Deadpool's trying to be like, you know, your your home building wife and like bake berry pies and stuff. And you know, and Slade wants nothing to do with that. He's a gruff, you know, ex like Navy SEAL like soldier. I don't know what he is, but I know he's a badass. I like the um, idea that Deadpool is just into it, like yeah. after the fact and everything, just like, what do you mean we're moving? Wait, where are you going? <laughs> just, <laughs> he, he changes his relationship status, <laughs> like divorced or widowed. <laughs> oh, it's great. I think that's the best. I think it's yeah. the best, best yeah, version. A, that would be an amazing one. Um, we should get out of here. We've been, we've been talking. We've been. Oh yeah. It's almost 10. Yeah. Like, we're we've running been talking late as hell. Um, so I was going to, you know, but we still have a Kickstarter running. I just wanted to let everyone know it's been doing amazing. So we didn't worry too much about selling it very much this uh, week. But I will say, um, I will say there's an amazing uh, Kickstarter called The Wolf and the Crow. That's it's a book that's been meticulously and beautifully rendered in watercolor and it looks incredible. And it's like this close to meeting its goal, but it's not there. So like we've already met our goal. We hope all of you will go and back our book, of course. Um, but I really hope that, you know, if you can just go check out the art of this book and I, you'll probably feel exactly the way I felt about it when I first saw it. And I was just like, how is this not already funded in the first hour? Cause it's that good. Like it's one of those things where like, you can see the work and the amount of time that goes into it. And it's just like, it's painful to watch any book like, like, like struggle toward the finish line where it's like, no go. And you're like, you know, like just get there. Yeah. Oh, it sucks, man. Like, I'm so glad like, um, like Worlds Away, um, Damien's book, like it got funded and like uh, Wes's book got funded and, you know, like all these, like all of our friends' books are getting funded. So I'm really hoping that The Wolf and the Crow gets funded. Uh, so if, if, if you're out there right now and you're, you have an extra $5, extra $2, go throw some money at this campaign. Like the, they seem, you know, like really cool team and it's just, it looks like an awesome book. And I just, I, I hope it gets funded. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've already given everything I can to them. I'm probably going to end up giving more than I should, <laughs> but I hope other people do as well. Cause it's totally worth it. Um, but anyway, so Steven, what are we going to do this week? I'm going to finish page eight. Wow. Eight. And then work on nine. And then, yeah, that's, that's my goals. Heck yeah, dude. Um, I'm going to finish coloring everything you sent me. So page seven for sure. And I'm going to letter another two pages at least. That's my plan. That's awesome. Dude, I love doing this, like doing it this way. Like I, I it's going like to make shading so quick too, because I'm not going to have to like, I'm yeah. not going to have to guess where your balloons are going. And you're not going to have to feel guilty of putting balloons over, over exactly, you know, shading, you know, yes. dude. I, I and can't Steven really did a good job on this upper lip too bad. There's gotta be. <laughs> An interruptive, like, you know, onomatopoeia here, but <laughs> so sorry about your life, Steven. Yeah, no, it's but dude, I like it, but it feels so much closer to being done than it has in the past. There's, like, there's gonna like... be no there's gonna be no post-production. It's gonna yeah. be literally like just making sure everything looks good for the PDF file and then I, damn done. So like I don't know. I love I love oh, I got some crazy pages coming up though. I mean that's that that oh, that showdown fight's gonna be epic, but oh I I know, I know, and I I know it's gonna take a lot. And we're you know, we'll we'll go through some things, you know, but we have a lot done so far. We have we have a little less than two weeks of the campaign left. So if you haven't backed us yet, I you have. I mean, if you're if you've made it this far in the episode, I love you. Uh I'm thankful for you. I want you to know that we appreciate the heck out of you and we like we're just glad that you show up every week and like thank you. If there's anything we can do for you, like you know, talk about your books or anything you want, let us know on Twitter, here, anywhere. And we will do everything we can to support our friends and family here because you know that's what's important. Um, but yeah, thank you for showing up. I'm you know, I'm gonna do all that stuff. Steven's gonna do his awesome work, dude. I'm so proud of us for getting we got 
Uh, just for a second, we have a hundred backers on this freaking book already, and we have five thousand one hundred thirty dollars. That's well over two hundred percent funded. We killed this this campaign, like just played it. And it's, I've never been more positive that the book's going to continue to grow than I am now. Like I'm just like I was. I knew like if people read issue one, they'd read issue two. And now that like people see issue two and have the opportunity to get issue one, I think it's just going to keep piggybacking. Yep. And I, I and we just keep printing and we, yeah, the fact that we sold out of the first run of deathless is just a really cool feat. Like, it is. It is a yeah, really cool feat. And I, I truly think we're going to sell out of these too. I mean, like a lot of these books are going to have to go to the Kickstarter uh, backers, but like the fact that we need to order them at all, is, it's really cool. It feels really great. And thank you all. Thank you all for showing up for our book. It really does mean everything to us. And we just, we love the heck out of you. Um, all right. We should get out of here. I'm yep. Anthony. I'm Stevie Wildcard. This has been, we have issues. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. Oh man, I'm. Oh, I don't know. I'm a little tired. Probably. Dude, I mean, I'm exhausted. Today. Yeah. Just yeah. I don't know. I mean, like I've had like terrible allergies lately, and just like conflicting front allergies. Yeah. I yeah. feel it, dude. Whenever we go from Florida humid to northern cold, back and forth, and jacks me up. Man, one hundred percent. Like it just ruins my life. And then like. I, I mean, it's nobody's fault but mine, but like when Atlas isn't in school, I'm like, oh, I could stay up. I could stay up late. I could stay up later. Why? Why do I do that to myself? There's nothing. I gain nothing from this. I like, I stay up. It's, it's, like, it's like that Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal meme. Where it's like, Nick, you're like waking up and looking over at Atlas. Just smiling at you. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah man that's exactly that's exactly it's crazy and then like but it's literally just me for an extra hour and a half at night with like bloodshot eyes like staring at nothing <laughs> as i'm like i'm not even i don't even have like a dude i hate that the happening. most dude well yeah. like dude like so this is what will happen to me is like i'll work on page or i'll, I'll work on something and then it's like 7 38 i get the kids down and then tina and i like we'll just go to the room and lay down and we'll like usually throw on the office but as the office is playing i'm going through tiktok i'm on twitter and then before i know it it's 10 30 for no reason and i was already in bed at eight and i could have yeah. fallen asleep it's stupid it stupid is. choices oh, and we just and we keep doing it and it's like i don't know it, you know it's like the whole how i met your mother thing like nothing good happens after you yeah. know him and it's like that's how it feels it's like nothing good happens after 11 but i keep doing it i keep like hoping i'm like oh yeah so it's gonna it'll be worth it it's not it's never worth it for me especially but, with what's what's going i mean you can do, edit this yeah. out but especially with what you're going through right now i mean i i can't because like me <sighs> like those thoughts creep so hard at night and like i was gonna say that really is a huge component of it where i'm like i need to just go the fuck to sleep because that voice gets so loud after ted it's just it really does it's hey and you know i I think everyone's asleep (laughs) except for me but like i feel like it's so funny because it's like well it's also because at that time of night is when those people start posting things and that like like those kind of posts are coming out you start seeing a little more skin people are like a little loose and i'm like all right well i wasn't thinking about it but now i am and now there's like i have this whole and like other brain is already like rationalizing and has like like attack points and plans like how he could execute his mission like it's It's so bad it's so (laughs) it's so bad like like it's so funny because like i have 
you know, like I'll be like, okay, I've already planned on doing this. I'm I'm going 40 days. We're doing this. We're gonna do a whole Lent, baby. Might as well. We're already close. Why would I not do this? Of course, the other part of my brain's like, you know, it's actually beneficial biologically. To- <laughs> <laughs> he starts busting out the science behind it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's clean the, if you clean the pipes, bro, you, you, you have a lot. Le- you have you have less of a chance of you know cancer in that area. Prostate <laughs> cancer is is is. Yeah. is it's so true, but like, but there really are, and it's funny because like there, there do seem to be more benefits, you know. I'm like, I'm like, listen, he's making a whole lot of sense. <laughs> I don't know what he's saying. It's so funny because I quoted that today, but we quote that often. Yeah. But, uh, but I just imagine like, and like, just just wondering voice in my head, if it actually caused prostate cancer, would your opinion be any different? Absolutely not. It would not. I would no. still be pushing you to do this. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's the it's the uh Emperor's New Groove thing, like no no no, he's got a point. <laughs> he's kill like, you and I would watch us die. <laughs> I would enjoy it thoroughly. Yeah, and the, I would yeah, ask the... you to do it again if we ever came back. Oh, the Patrick Warburton. Yeah, yeah so good. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Look what I can do. What's that have to do with anything? No, no, no. He's got a point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh I did, like it's so funny because like that's the kind of thing that like I kind of want to talk about on our show, but I'm also like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, does anyone? I think we can. I think I think they'll get it. With I mean, if you want to put this on, I think this implies enough. But <laughs> I digress. That's from my own domain and have been for 35 days now. 35 as old as old as I am in years. In years, he's already surpassed NNN. It's, yeah, it's true. It's true. It's, it's crazy, Stephen. I don't even know. It's. I think the funniest thing about it is like, I, I did it out of nowhere. I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna focus on that. It's stupid. I like. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna be more productive. I'm gonna do other things. When I think about like doing this thing, I'm gonna start. You know what? I'm just gonna keep coloring. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch stuff. I'm gonna watch more movies and put more stuff on. I'm not focusing my time. You know, like properly. So I started doing that, and then like, eight days in, I was like. Oh my gosh, this is the beginning of a Lent. I had no idea. It was just like perfectly coincided. I like, like I was eight days before Lent started. And then like eight days in, I was like, wait, it's Lent. So, like today is the beginning of like, Lent, like 40 days of abstinent, like, like abstaining from something, you know, doing this. I might as well jump on that Lent horse. Like, why would I not do you know, I'm already a week and a day in, baby. Yeah. I'm like, like, why would I not do that? Like, I might as well. I'm going to Josh Harden it this. And Stephen, it has been not easy. It's so stupid. Though. And I think like, like, like no pun intended, but like the harder it gets, the, like <laughs> the harder it gets, the dumber I feel. You know what I mean? Where I'm just like, like, but it, you know, what's really weird. I feel like this is the closest I'll ever come to understanding um, like smoking and like smoking addiction where people are like. Cause like it's it's always in my the back of my head where I'm like like you know like you guys like you know like once you quit it's like come on you don't backslide you you just keep riding you know just you fall on you fall on right but then like for me I literally will go and like forget and it was amazing like I had this big chunk of time right like during this process I had this chunk of time where it didn't even occur to me I was just like I can't believe this is happening like actually one, like when I last time like a few days ago when I when I messaged you I was just like oh my god like it just occurred I was like I'm still doing this like this is still I've still like, I maintained <laughs> I've maintained and like like effortlessly for chunks at a time now but like the, the thing that the weirdest thing is like there will be chunks of the time and then 
something will happen. Something will cross my, my perception. Yeah. Like, like they're just like, just like, just, it's a fleeting image of a Like it's the, the woman in red from the matrix, you know, it's like the fleeting, just someone walks by and it's like, okay, well, it's about to ruin my whole situation. Like perfume probably smells stronger. Like, oh my God, it's insane. Like you're probably picking up pheromones you haven't smelled in years because God, it's, but but it's true. And it's like, it's, but, but that's to my point. It's like, it makes me feel like such a dummy, like such an animal where I'm just like, all right, listen, like if it is more difficult, I want to do it more often, like more, you know what I mean? I'm like, come on. Like if it is this difficult, I should, I'm going to push through and definitely do it. Like this is stupid. It shouldn't, it should just be like a, all right, that's just like a, that's just a thing that happens. It's just the thing we do. It's not a big deal. But my brain is just like, no, it's a thing we need to do way more often than you're letting me. <laughs> and, it's, and it's just like, can you, ch- can, you ch- can you check the records? Okay. So like once he figured it out, it was basically pretty consistent for like 25 years, 20 years. What's what, what what's changed? What, what has changed? What, is, what have we done wrong? Maybe he needs to do it more. Hit hit it. The emergency of the switch. There's emergency. Everything is a everything is sexy. <laughs> everything is sexy. That's I mean like Stephen and and that's the like that that ha- okay so like early on what happened was it was like okay this is gonna be weird and then suddenly butts were everywhere and I was just like oh no this is like one of those like Looney Tune cartoons where I'm seeing steaks like I'm literally mm. seeing like like human steak and this like it's like the closest I could come to like objectification you know what I mean where I'm just like oh man I'm only seeing butts at this this is weird like you know like I am I'm noticing that before anything else like like right away and it's crazy like and I'm no it's weird it feels like a it's like vampiric you know mm. or it's just like oh man this is stupid and that's when like I started going like no 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 I need to like overcome that and like get past that part and i did and then it was like kind of like smooth sailing for a while where it was like i kind of like fell out of it i wasn't really thinking about that stuff didn't really care and then like i I don't even know what the trigger was like something happened like recently where i was just like oh my gosh what is this and i was just like (laughs) "Ah, ah." and then like the last couple days i've just been like nope nope i'm pushing through but it is not easy this right like in this chunk of time i am very aware it's sending everything the hell mouth is open oh they're going they're going they're going ham Oh, it's been bad. Um, <laughs> it's been crazy. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push through though. I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna like make a point to go to the end of where and when Lent actually ends, or, or if you're just, gonna stop on your own personal forty. My own forty. I think my own forty makes your sense. own forty makes sense. You don't, you don't need to actually celebrate the specific right. Yeah, event. I mean, that wasn't the point anyway. I mean, it know. was, it was what prompted the idea. But yes. you know, what I'm saying like you were doing it for like, oh, yeah. that's a good idea. Let's let's implement this on this thing I've already started. Yeah, and and it's just like like oh, Stephen, what what I what I fear, Stephen. Is the backslide? What I fear is like, once, oh, that once... backslide's gonna be so hard, dude. Because it all happened to me, like not to overshare, but like I'll like go for like a week or so, and then all of a sudden it's like, once 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 you give, yeah, once you pop, the fun don't stop. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, <laughs> actually, that makes so much more sense. Um, there was a in Harmontown, there was this song that they used to do called Pringles Dick that they came out with, oh. and it was like. Some people call me Pringles Dick, but I never really found out why. And it was like, yeah. it's just like a funny song we made up. But um, that makes more sense once you pop the fun don't stop. Fun to- Pringles knew. Pringles knew exactly what they were the doing. The guy that made the Pringles everything. companies is like, I'm going to go 40 days without without doing anything. And he's like, oh, man, though, once you pop, yeah. that fun don't stop. And, he's like, <laughs> and like, what's funnier is he's like, 
that that tennis ball can starting to look real sexy right now. <laughs> Do I have sponges? Okay, yes, I got Elmer's glue. <laughs> what are you building, Mr. Pringle? The first one, the prototype. <laughs> okay, we they will go. <laughs> Let's get into this episode. Oh God, my my nose is still so red. I cried from that freaking that Dude. shark, that shark thing. That was worth the questionnaire, just that that it was that one question. I was like, I I couldn't get Jaws out of my mind. And then when you said like when you said scream, I was like, oh my god. It was just because it like completely puts him in like this very real suburb town. It's so specific. And like my favorite part is that not only is he dating someone, but he's like an accomplice (laughs) with someone else. Like Matthew Lillard agreed to work. Work with the shark, shark. Like, agree. the shark hung out and watched movies and took notes together yeah they're like, including jaws you. which had a serial like a <laughs> killer in it <laughs> like, oh, there's like a really cool looking costume and everything dude does matthew lillard dress up as a shark too <laughs> it's just like a <laughs> plastic face <laughs> <laughs> He's got to like grab his victims and like wiggle the helmets, oh. like bite them. It's so, it's just a bunch of knives. Oh man, this is definitely the after the episode part. <laughs> we have so many after the episode parts now. Oh my god! You All right, dude. A, B, and C. All right, man. Have a good Hold night. Up. You Love too, you, dude. Bye. Bye.